is Venus Gasberg. I'm here with Sylvia Puentes, Tim and Tanya Bosman. And we're talking about the contribution that you can be with the earth. Welcome everyone. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> cool. So Sylvia, why don't you go ahead and introduce Tim and Tanya and how do you know them and what inspired you to have them on the show today? Well, it's interesting. I just was recently in Australia for a couple of classes and I had seen Tim and I think even Tanya in classes years ago, maybe even in a video. So I slightly knew of them. And in a Right Voice for You class, Tim stood up on stage and started to share what he knows about nature, the planet. And for me, there was such an energy and I've begun to acknowledge like there's just a huge pop or it kind of gets louder when there's this possibility. And um, when Tim was speaking as quietly as he was and was being invited more and more to speak <laughs> his voice. I, <laughs> and um, he started to speak in a way about possibilities and change for our planet and our, the communion we can have with nature that I just had never heard that way. And perhaps it was just, it was way more than just hearing, but so I got excited. I got excited. It's like, oh my gosh, like for me, when I get excited, you know, I'm like, where else can we have Tim speak? And um, I spoke with him <laughs> after class and then said, hey, you know, and he said something that's like, well, do you really desire the change? Let's get your voice out. Like, where can we have you interviewed? Or so I started to think about all these other platforms and other people that could interview him. And I planted a couple seeds, but I'm like, <clears throat> what am I waiting for? And for me, that's the energy that I'm beginning to acknowledge more of a leader. It's like, leaders actually don't wait. <laughs> so when I, you know, all of a sudden I was like, well, will you do an, you know, an interview with me? And then he was like, you know, then he connected me to Tanya and we set it up. I did a Facebook Live, then another podcast, and now this one. But for me is I would love the entire planet to hear Tim because there's an energy and a knowing he has and bees with nature and what he knows it's possible that as simple as it is, there's this elegance to it this gentleness to it that I wonder, I wonder what we can contribute um, by having this spread throughout the planet. So this platform, many others, and Tanya, it's so funny because they are a married couple for uh, over 20 years, I hear. And she was connecting us. She was doing all, you know, teaching Tim how to get online and all these things. And yet just for this podcast, it was the funniest thing because her name kept popping. It was like, I would see Tim's and I would see Tanya's. I'd see Tim's, I'd see Tanya's. And I was like, Ooh. and so at the, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, we had, this is our second recording of this podcast, but the first one, it was just Tim. <laughs> and after that, I'm all like, Tanya, I'd love to talk to her. Like, what if we got Tanya on? And we discovered we didn't record the first one. So Tanya was available and here we are. So I'm so curious, Tanya, to hear more about what you also know and, you know, the possibilities and, you know, this topic about what is actually possible with the direction that the planet is going in and what we can be to change that. So in a nutshell, that's kind of how it all came to be. Uh, I'm excited of the possibilities and I would love to now hear from Tim or Tanya. Like, <laughs> It's funny, Sylvia. <clears throat> um, I even feel a lot more comfortable now that Tanya's on this one too. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's just that energetic contribution, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But, um, and that's what we're here for. We're here to talk about how we can contribute to the planet in an energetic way that can change what's going on. And 
to me, I find it a bit difficult, not difficult. I find it hard to understand um, how everyone doesn't know, know this stuff. And it's, um, it's amazing to me of how simple it is to change what's going on. And I think the first thing we need to recognize is that the earth is a living, breathing organism. And basically all we need to do is contribute to that living, breathing organism in a way that's going to nurture it and allow it to evolve and everything else will fall in place. Like our lives will be greater. It'll contribute to us if we contribute to it and things will show up that we never thought were possible. And it's just a simple matter of that contribution to the planet to allow something greater to show up. You know, it's so interesting. I, I think about, I was also an elementary school teacher for many years, what seems like another lifetime. But, you know, there's those field trips. You go out, right? You go out, whether you go camping or you go into the garden. Mm. But it always seemed like a separate act. It always seemed like, let's go do something. Like, ah, we did an hour. We did, you know. But what you've been speaking about in different places where you've been interviewed is also where you can be that every day. It's not the sense of let's go for recreational reasons or let's go contribute now on Saturday to go clean up something. It's like, what can we do every day? And, you know, I, I get that we've been so busily inundated with the entertainment of the world that we actually haven't paused or maybe asked ourselves questions of what we can do and be. Anything you'd like to add, Tanya? I think one of the things that um, for me is we all have life in this world. We all have a different fingerprint. Our retinas are all different. And if you think of how many people are on the planet now, is it seven? Seven, seven billion. billion. So that's seven billion people <clears throat> that we all have a different fingerprint. We all have a different retina. But the thing that we say too is you all have a different energy that can contribute to the planet. And it's actually contributing to what's happening in the planet now. So we have to be aware of what energy we want to be to create the planet that we would like to have. Wow. Yeah. And that's yeah, like and that it, simpleness. And yet, I don't know that many people actually, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but, and maybe more and more, but really when I get like, who are the energy that you're choosing to be, like to begin to, uh, what's the word, but it's like to begin to ask ourselves the question, what energy am I being now? And what am I contributing? Am I actually contributing to a greater world? Or am I destroying it? Yeah, that's it. But I think Sylvia, the first thing we need to recognize is that we're never in a state of not emitting an energy like whether it be good or bad and we really have to grasp that and grasp that we're walking around firing off signals left right and center and firing off energies left right and center and we really have to be aware that what's coming out of our heads and what's coming out of our bodies that is going out into the universe and what effect that is having on the planet and when you start to recognize that if you actually sat down and thought about it how, what percentage of the day am I actually contributing to the planet, to myself and to everyone else? And I'll tell you what, it'd probably knock your socks off <laughs> if you actually <clears throat> recognised and 
owned up to how much you're actually not contributing to what you'd like to create on the planet and contributing to the planet. And I think um, too, if we, if we actually look at that and then if we look at the state the planet's in and we recognize a few simple things that, that this is why we've got ourselves in probably in the place we're in at the moment with the planet, because we're so unaware of what we're creating. I guess that's the word unaware, mm -hmm. like really beginning to increase our awareness of the, you know, when you say everything we're admitting every day, every moment, every interaction, you know, whether it be the kids, your pet, I mean, it can even be your, you know, animate objects, right? You're, you know, if you're tired of that sofa and you're kicking it, I mean, that's an energy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> but it really is everywhere. What are some ways yeah, that you because, would say say that that people could change their change their points of view, change the way that they're being around things, recognizing it, and then where do they go from that? Well, I think the first thing is people have to recognize that the Earth's a living, breathing organism, and that um, just a few simple things they need to really grasp hold of. And it's like we said on the last interview probably the best example I can think of is the room full of angry people. And it only takes one person in that room to change the energy to happiness and laughter. And it totally changes the whole energy in that room. And it's no different to the planet. If a few of us um, can totally change the energy of what's going on, which is totally possible, it can change the whole planet. So it's basically recognizing those few principles of that the earth is a living, breathing, breathing organism. And then recognize that you're just in this little room, whether it be the whole universe or just a room, you can change the, change the energy. And I think too, like um, with geese, you know, when a geese is, when a goose is flying by itself, it, it doesn't have that energy of the, gaggle with them but when they fly together in the formation they can get somewhere I think it's like 66% faster so if you look at it that way too if we get that one person to start changing their point of view more others join it's going to create this well what it does with the geese then it creates a vacuum when they're flying in a flock it creates a vacuum and that's why they can get there 60% faster. So what if you could be the vacuum? Yeah. And I think if we can get, start getting that sort of like, knowing that together we can change it and make a difference, I think that's one of the things too. Um, just that one person changing can create a, a huge difference. Yeah. And you guys have some great stories about um, cha the change that you actually saw, have seen affected in your area. Would you share a little bit about that? <laughs> well, basically, before we started Access, we were, I wouldn't say we were judgmental so-and-sos, but 
we've just had points of view about different people and how they used to treat the land and and how it wasn't done in a way that we thought it should have been done. So one of the the greatest things that access gave us was the ability not to judge people and to receive that everyone's different and everyone does things differently. And also what access gave us, it gave us the recognition that if we change ourselves, if we change our own thoughts, feelings and emotions, we can actually change the people around us just by being us. And we had a particular guy in our street who was, was being detrimental to the land and what he was doing to it was just not kind. So as you do, when you find something new, we put it into practice and we changed our point of view and put and pocked ourselves on this guy. And within the space of a couple of months, months, he was starting to copy off the way we were doing things. And he was starting to create a change on his piece of land just by us changing our thoughts, feelings and emotions and points of views and judgments of him. And it was just so liberating to see that. And, and that was probably one of the things that really set us off on our path to making, to trying to give people the awareness that just by them changing, you can create a huge change. Changing yourself first. Wow, that's beautiful. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even that energy of the judgment. I mean, you know, even when you're thinking like, I, you know, I'm right. <laughs> there is a better way to be with the land. I'm so right, right. But still, it's this energy that is contractive, right? That that judgment sense, and and so much. I mean, the the gift of this story for me too is like when we let that go, it actually gives space for change, right? Yeah. Of, um, and. And like I spoke before, how like in Australia at the moment, one of the biggest things that's going on for the planet or for our continent is drought. And basically all drought is, is disorganization in the atmosphere. And so basically what the atmosphere is, it's basically just all these different particles out there that have all this different energy. And when that energy gets disorganized, it creates disharmony in the atmosphere, which doesn't allow the atmosphere to function in a normal way. And by us having judgment and directing anger at different people or directing anger at the coal miners and whoever else, it's basically contributing to that field that's causing a disorganization in, in the atmosphere, which then contributes to this, the disorganization in the weather systems, which is what we've got in Australia. So. By changing those judgments and stop projecting that into the atmosphere, it can go a long way to changing the effect that we're having on the planet at the moment. Hello. Yeah, no, you're there. Did I say something? Did I say <laughs> something wrong there? <laughs> no, no it was, maybe that's it was the audience going. What? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it is like it is the sense of like, what do you mean we can change? the disorganization of the, you know, like there is that sense of like, what? Cause this is, this is for me where I would love to get more of this out in the world. Cause there is a sense that we have been playing so small, you know, in this, and not willing to be the catalyst for, for change that may not require the force that we think it requires. So when you're talking yeah. about changing molecules, reorganizing, I mean, I mean, for you, Tim, I get it. And for Tanya, maybe it's so, like, it makes such sense. And 
And for me, I'm like willing to play with energy and say, okay, let's see what shows up. Hey, I don't have to have it figured out. But there's a lot of people I think that are still trying to go like, oh, that sounds ridiculous. You know, that sense of where there's, it still seems so far-fetched. And yet I wonder um, well, what I'll, this I'll try and, people do. Yeah, please. Yeah, I'll try and put it a different way, Sylvia. Like you've got the earth and the atmosphere. The earth is... Um, negatively charged and the atmosphere is positively charged and you put the two together and you create a polarity which allows the current to flow so but if you have the two of the same charge the energy can't flow and that's what we have in the atmosphere at the moment we have this stagnation and basically two of the same charges and it doesn't allow things to flow and it's just like um, if you've got an angry person that comes at you and you try and match that anger with the same charge, does it get you anywhere? No, it doesn't. No. If, you, <laughs> if, if you meet that person with a different energy, it allows a change to occur. But if you meet them with the same anger and violence, it just creates more violence and more anger. But if you meet them with um, happiness and understanding and empathy, you've got the possibility for change. So it's the same with the atmosphere and the planet. If we meet the earth with empathy, happiness, and a willingness to nurture it and change it, we allow the charge of the planet to change. So something different can show up. If that explains it a bit better. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because then I also look at it. It's like, wow, if I was willing to have that with me, right? Like <laughs> yeah. if we're willing to have that with ourselves where, you know, we have that sense like, all right, not my best choice, created this crap. All right. Ah, what other choice do I have? What else can I choose? But not from the judgment and the battering of like, I am so wrong. Like yeah. I've gotten to experience that. I've seen people changing their perspective where they're not judging themselves. And there seems to be more joy that shows up, more lightness, more possibilities. So I'm wondering like when we're being that, what else we can um, create? So, you know, that example, that example with the, the, that's being that with the earth or the climate, but also with ourselves. Like, yeah. And know, that's a great example. For me, it's like, okay, I get it now. Cause I changed <laughs> that with me. It's like, oh, you mean I can be that with the earth? Yeah. And what does it create in your body too? When you are angry like that, like it just manifests in your body and it doesn't make you feel good. So imagine what it creates for the planet, like on a different level, like, everyone sense the stress it causes on your body when you are angry and you have got upset in your life. Like imagine if you put all those energies together of everyone in the planet that's upset and angry at the moment and just imagine what effect that has on the earth. Wow. And it's, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not good. Is it? <laughs> like, no, no, no. Wow. But, yeah. But totally change it 360 and then imagine all the happy people and just have a sense of what that's creating on the planet and you can just feel the the two different polarities there and that's what we're talking about about changing the weather patterns and changing what's going in the atmosphere because one's disorganized and creating disharmony and the other one's chaotic but it's harmonious and it's contributing to a greater ease and more possibilities the other is not creating anything, but more of the same. 
And I love this too, like in access, we talk about, you know, we, there's, there's tools, practical, dynamic tools to use in every moment, but it's those moments where you do react to something, right? Like it seems so automatic, you know, the incredible tool that seems to be even a beginner's tool, but interesting point of view, I have this point of view, right? To react to something, to judge something, to make it right or wrong. Like the repeating of that to where you give it space and notice how the energy changes continues to fascinate me like yeah you, know, you can be so irate and interesting point of view i have this point of view interesting point of view i have this point of view interesting mm -hmm. point of view i have this point of view because it really is just a point of view and i invite people if you haven't played with that tool play with it and, and just experience what that changes energetically and i wonder like you know you were talking in another interview about the thoughts feelings and emotions tim that we have as we go into worry or anxiety with what we're seeing with the climate, that that's not contributing. <laughs> that's actually working against the change where we're talking about <clears throat> that maybe this tool could help. Do you want to speak to that too? Well, definitely. Uh, interesting point of view is it's going to help you get out of that boat too, like what you just said, the anxiety about what's happening with the planet. Um, I think that lots of people are feeling that at the moment. So if we were interesting for point of view about it more, <laughs> I think that could change so much. Well, <clears throat> what I'd like to add to that too is people need to be aware that um, maybe things like this do need to happen on the planet for us to change. Like if you look at any um, thing in this human reality, it always seems to go to the extreme before things change. Like if you look at the stock market, it always goes to the extreme oversold or, or overbought before it changes. And it's just a changing of the energy. So maybe, and I don't really like to say this, but maybe this destruction that is happening at the planet at the moment is somewhere where we need to go and hopefully not much further before we can all change and create something different here. And that's why we shouldn't go into judgment about what is happening with the planet. Because I said to someone the other day in Australia at the moment with all the drought and what is occurring here with all the bushfires and everything else, I said, if the weather patterns totally changed tomorrow and it went back to raining all the time and the drought would disappear, would anyone change? And this person said, no. And I said, well, there you go. Maybe this is happening so that people will wake up and will start to nurture the earth in a way that we've never known was possible. And it's unfortunate, but sometimes we need to go to the extreme to give us a bit of a slap around the head to wake up. And, you know, it's so interesting because I've been in Northern California where we've had lots of fires as well. And it's amazing what it's also changing within people. Like where, you know, social economics and where you lived and the size of your home didn't matter after a while. You all were in, you know, in one facility under roof now that you were safe or, you know, all of you didn't have that toothbrush you had. And whether it was electrical or that little brush, like it didn't matter. Yeah. But just where people started to lend a hand and there was this new kindness and caring that showed up. Um, so, you, yeah, I can get like, what, what is this actually creating and inviting us to? Um, that if we didn't judge it, we could receive in a different way. Yeah. 
Beautiful. And Tim, you had a you had a great example for people. You were talking about plants and like for people who are like, this is all new to me. Like how you talked about just get a couple house plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think Sylvia asked before that um how can just mainstream people that have no idea about this start trying to give this a go? Well the thing me and Tim always say to people is um buy some house plants and our house is full of them because we just love that green effect and um, contribute to one energetically and don't contribute to the other. And it's so obvious the difference. Like um, it's just, um, it might take a month or so, but it's so easy to recognize you contributing to that one plant, what a difference it does make. And like we touch them, we polish their leaves and we fertilize them and water them. But beyond that, we contribute energy to them. And it's the energy you be that will bring that plant, um, bring that plant alive. And it's probably the best way that I can know that people in the cities can actually realize that they are contributing to the planet, whether it be good or bad, and recognize what they are contributing. Wouldn't you say, Ted? Yeah. Tanya, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Look, probably one of the, the other way, other things that people always ask for examples and, and want to know how, how to receive from the earth and, and um, how to contribute to the earth. And the other great example I always give people is dowsing. Like dowsing is one of the oldest modalities on the planet to find water and basically all it is is getting um a couple of rods whether it be made out of copper or a couple of tree branches and just walking out on the planet and asking the earth to show me where the water is and like anyone can do that and you don't have to be this um mystical person to do that and it's just like a muscle the people that can do it and do it well have no point of view about how they do it and they have no point of view whether they're right or wrong. They're just willing to receive from the planet and it shows up in these sticks crossing over when there's water and if you really go and see someone who's really good, the sticks will even go down a certain amount of times to tell them how deep the water is in the ground. And we can all do that. It's just a matter of having no judgment whether you're right or wrong whether what shows up and it's the perfect example of how you can receive from the earth. Wow. It's, it's so interesting. I have this uh, beautiful mountainside outside my front window and in the mornings, you know, I sit out there and, and really enjoy it. And this morning I was like, wow, like what else can I receive from the earth? You know, cause that sense of, you know, this is like the action of going out, finding water, but it's also, like the gift and the peace and the nurturing and everything else that it knows, like just allowing myself to energetically receive that. And then I asked, wow, what can I contribute to the earth today? And, you know, I never know how it's going to show up. Maybe it was taking out the dog and, you know, to a walk where he got wet and muddy and he had this joy in his world, you know, maybe it was, you know, making that lady smile at the grocery store that maybe hadn't smiled all day. <laughs> Who knows? Right. But it's like, but the gift of, of asking the question for me has been really acknowledged is like, 
what if I, there is a gifting and receiving going on all the time? Um, so yeah. yeah. But see, what we what we don't realize, Sylvia, is the advanced scenario of the dowsing is the animals in nature are always receiving from the planet. The planet is always firing signals and energetic responses to yeah. um, to everything in nature. Look, another great example is go and put get a little little tub and fill it up with bird seed and put it on your front veranda. And I'll guarantee you within two days, there'll be birds there eating the seed. Now, how did they find that seed? <laughs> it's just the, the earth giving them the signals to say, hey guys, wow. this kind lady has put seed out on her front veranda for you. And it's that simple. It's just uh, the energetic response that the birds are asking from the planet, I need food show me where it is and they get the signals and it's just like magic. Wow. I love it. I think that's again, a great example of how we are all different energies. Like the water has an energy, the bird seed has an energy that it's projecting out. And if we're willing to receive that, it will come, you know, we'll know where it is. We'll know where the water is. Um, and that's one of the things that, with energy, you have to be willing to receive everything from the planet. And that's probably a better example too, Tana, of how to get people to recognise how nature receives and receives all the signals that the Earth's putting out there because you're not doing anything. You're just putting seed out in your front veranda and <laughs> it's just being. And right. when you think about it, it's magic how the birds just know it's there. Yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah. Anyway. yeah well, I mean, that's how they find water too. How do they know where their water is? You know, they, they're flying somewhere they've never flown before and they know where water is. It has an energetic um, signal or... Yeah, and it, it's... It's amazing. I kind of think about those movies where like, you know, the sun goes out or like all electricity goes out and people are left to their devices of, of trying to figure out or sense what, um, where things are at, what to plant, what, you know, so I was thinking like, what, if that all disappeared, like, do we actually have the willingness to, to listen to what's yeah. being gifted every day? It reminds me also of that, that book, The Giving Tree, right? Where earth has been just giving and giving and giving yep. and giving. And it's like, wow, what, what can we be and do different here? Starting today, it's like, you know, 2020, yeah. what if that is the year of change and contribution to the planet like we've never considered we could be? Yeah, yeah. bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> I am, Tim. We'll see you on another podcast soon. <laughs> wow, well, what a beautiful invitation you all have been. Um, I'm so grateful to have you guys here on Leaders for a Conscious World talking about what we can contribute to the earth in 2020 and beyond that. Thank you guys so very much for being here. Thank you, Venus. Thank, Thank you, Tim. You. Thank you, Tanya. Yes.